The good, the, good, the bad, the bad, and, and the ugly. The ugly. ugly. With Terence Pillay. All right, let's find out what uh, you got up your sleeve today. What are you chatting about? Good morning, Damon. Good morning. Uh, good to have you here. Thanks, thanks. Nice to be here. A different view from this, this position. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, we uh, we all know that every parent has their own way of bringing up their children, but boundaries and discipline, as far as I'm concerned, should be part of every parenting module. So let me let me paint the picture for you. My friend and I were having a lunch at a restaurant recently when we witnessed something quite concerning. Um, at the next table sat a young mother and father with their five or six-year-old daughter, also having lunch. The parents were tucking into their food while the child was sucking on the salt cellar. Mm. You know, that's on the table um, like it was an ice cream cone. The parents were fully aware of what the child was doing and did absolutely nothing to take the object away for her from her or tell her that she shouldn't be doing this. Um, the child seemed old enough to understand that this was not acceptable, or at the very least, this should have been pointed out by the parents yeah. because other people use use that. After they chomped through their burgers, they simply picked up the child and left. I called the waiter over, told him, um, you know, that he should either wash the salt cellar before putting it out uh, for another customer or should throw it away altogether. But why was that my place to say anything? Surely the parent should have said something. Um, as as a germaphobe, it obviously disturbed me to no end. <laughs> but as an observer of questionable parenting in progress, I was even more concerned. And what's more, it's a school holiday, so there are a lot of children and parents out um, and about with with um, in restaurants, uh, which is all well and good. You should you should be. If only kids were better behaved. Uh, the fact is, a restaurant is not a playground. If you want your children to run around screaming, then take them to Mitchell Park or somewhere where this kind of behavior is appropriate. Uh, the bottom line is, when you're in a restaurant, you sit down and eat your food. You don't roll around the floor shrieking because your parents' cell phone battery is flat and you mm. can't play games. And uh, why do we pander to this behavior? Your child needs to be disciplined enough to know that this is not acceptable especially in public. You know, I was in a hair salon recently and a woman came in with two children who then proceeded to tear the place up, completely mm. oblivious to the fact that there were other people in this person's place of business, yeah. right? Um, it looked like a bomb had exploded there with papers and stationery and toys and other items just strewn all over the salon. And the mother did nothing. Not once did it even occur to her that this was unacceptable behavior. Um, and these kids tore the place apart. For me, parents are way too permissive because they don't want to upset their children. Or they, uh, so they get away with a lot of bad behavior. And I understand that there's a whole generation of parents who had uh, really strict parents or lived through austerity. Um, so they don't want to parent their children in the manner in which they were raised. But giving your child a better life than you had doesn't mean indulging them. And parents don't always see that. Mm -hmm. And coming up, I'm going to tell you about two very interesting trends in parenting that I read about um, from a psychologist from Stanford University. Can I ask you a question? What did the waiter do when you when you pointed out the salt cellar that had been sucked on? He just took the salt cellar and went away. I mean, it, it, there was no way of knowing whether they would even clean that or mm. whether they would discard it or, or any of that. I mean, can you imagine that you go into that restaurant and you're using the same thing? You don't know what germs that child is carrying mm. but that's not even the point the point is the parents just sat there and looked at this child that as as long as the child was busy 
and not doing anything uh, to distract them. And the child was undistracted. Uh, the parent was fine with it. So mm. they just let the child continue to do that. That is unacceptable. Well, I mean, that freaked me out, but it, it, it also gave rise to the uh, the bigger discussion mm. around parenting, especially in public. You know, and I did some reading and, and the trend now apparently is that there are two new types of parents. So you get the helicopter parent and the lawnmower parent. Um, so with the helicopter parent, for example, if there's a crisis at the school or something, they swoop down, sort out the issue, and then disappear, uh, disappear again. They don't actually do more than that. They don't want to be a good role model or a good parent. They just want things to go away. It's reactionary. And then there's the lawnmower parent, which is a parent who removes all obstacles from their child's life, mows them down so there's always a nice, clean lawn and they shouldn't have to trip over stuff. The child is not allowed to experience any kind of struggle or resistance trauma and life needs to be clean and smooth sailing at all time and just lives a very easy life. The lawnmower parent is, is not reactionary. It's, uh, the lawnmower parent is preemptive. And while on the surface, this may sound like a good thing, if you look at psychological studies by people like Carol Dweck, who's a professor in psychology from Stanford University, and she's done a lot of research on the idea of this concept called growth mindset. She says that children in this guru age, where it's all about pop psychology and the kind of life we should be living, has created a whole generation of children who don't understand what it means to just put in a little bit of effort into anything in order to get a goal. Um, so what parents do is create these scenarios where they're saying things like, my darling, you are so talented, so beautiful, and the world is your oyster, and nothing can possibly stand in your way. You're just so special. And then the child then succeeds because he or she comes from a good home that's well-resourced and all the rest of it. But the minute they encounter failure, they immediately give up. Um, they don't. They won't tackle things that they know they might fail at. They avoid anything that involves a challenge or something that might present them with some difficulty. Uh, and then there's the child who experiences the parent who says, "With effort comes reward." Do you want to try horse riding, for example? Do you know it's going to be something like twenty hours a week of extra lessons and riding and practice? Great, you know all of this, um, so you can do it if you're prepared to put in the effort. And if that child experiences the challenge, um, a, a challenge, uh, they then ask, okay, what can you learn from that? Did you put in enough effort? If you try harder, you can succeed. And what they then do is develop a growth mindset, a belief that they can do whatever they want, but it takes effort. And sometimes they fail. But when they fail, they should uh, they should see the failure as an opportunity to learn and get better. And for me, at the end of the day, perhaps one needs to be teaching our children that failure is not just failure. It's an option to learn and mm. do better. You know, it's interesting because when you're telling the story just now about the kid with a salt cellar, I mean, I don't have I don't have kids. Right. But mm. I think parents also you had the option of turning around and saying to the parents, hey, do you see what your kid is doing? But you chose not to, right? But why should I do that? It's not my, my place. For sure. But parents, I think, would react to that because I don't think parents want to be seen that they, they're not doing something correctly with their child. Yeah, of course. So I mean, that's that's the point. They would have been reactionary, mm. uh, absolutely. The lawnmower, um, the helicopter. The helicopter. Parents, yeah. But the, po the, po the point of the, of the matter is that I should not have been the one to tell you mm. how to parent your child. 
it surely it sh- it should be in you. You know, a lot of parents, and, and rightly so, they think their children are, are are the best. They can do no wrong, and all all that kind of thing. But they need to be mindful of the fact that there are other people that exist in this world as well, and other people are not going to think your child is is as cute as you mm. do. But by not saying something, does that not mean that? You're not pointing it out to the parents. Like it's like for me, if I see a, a, a parent with a child on the front seat of the car, and I'm driving past them, I put the window down and I say, "Hey, listen, your kid is on the front seat of the car, not strapped in." How I, do they react to that? They don't like it. They're defensive. Yeah. But I, I'm saying that it's the same situation with the salt seller. If you don't say something, um, you know, they're not. They if you do say something, they're going to react yeah. for sure. But that's just the point. Yeah. I mean, uh, pa- parents parents are quite reactionary when it comes to things like it. Like for example, I know that we're going to get lots of um, hate mail after today's today's show because parents don't want to hear these mm. uh, these sort of things. But it needs to be said. But for me, I didn't want to create a public scene with with that parent. Um, but I, I mean, I did what the next best thing. I told the waiter. Well, I've got the their names, the parents' names here that you gave me. Should we read it out on air? <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Thanks guy. so much, Terence. Good Thanks, stuff, man. Steve. We'll catch you again next week. Okay.